Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. This episode's all about a black belt, second degree test that I just completed recently. Nidan. So I've been practicing, training martial arts for a while now, going on a decade actually. Um, And I have when I was younger, about three years ago, I tested for uh, Shodan first degree in uh, traditional Japanese martial arts, uh, Zen Shotokai, which is a a lot like Shotokan, Ishinru. If you know anything about traditional martial arts, Japanese Okinawa martial arts, um, so here we go. It took me a couple of extra months to decide to test for Nidan, second degree. Um, Because the first test that I did showed on was three days long, 72 hours. Um, Intense, physically, mentally, uh, spiritually. It was exhausting. Um, I did it. And uh, that was definitely a transformational experience, for sure. So, uh, you know, a couple of years later, when I was invited to test for Nidon, huh, obviously, I was second-guessing myself. Um, busy at work, at home. Didn't know if I really had it in me to give to the process what it would need. True, positive, lasting, personal growth is not easy. And I knew that my teacher, Sensei, he would not allow, he would not let this need-on test just be a walkthrough. He wasn't going to give me anything. And honestly, I don't want to be given anything. That's why I train where I train. And why I train who I train with. Knowing how much that first degree test affected me and changed me, um, I was expecting it to be close to the same, if not more so from Nidon. Um, I mean, that's what I was hoping from, hoping for. So beforehand, you know, I, I told Sensei that um, I didn't really want to start something and not finish it at the level that I had expected for myself. Um, and, and since getting that first degree, I, I've started teaching my own students. Um, and quite honestly, <laughs> with them watching my process, the stakes were high. Um, I 
and I, I just want to say, and I've written this and I've told him this in person, but for the sake of this podcast, I want to say that to my sensei, uh, deeply and sincerely, thank you um, for the great links and love and effort that you put into that test. Uh, it means more than you probably realize. And even more so now that I've been coaching people um, through uh, their fitness, the CrossFit, and now teaching my own students in, in karate. Um, I understand uh, the back and forth a little bit clearly from both sides and um, truly, truly thank you. Uh, you know, and I'd said early on to him that I, I want to make sure that we were doing it together. And, and then, you know, a year ago, it was just kind of a feeling, not even sure I knew what it meant, but I do now. So, a uh, few months before the test, I wanted to have a, f- a handful of statements or rules in my head that I could keep relying on. I needed something to rely on um, that, can, that I could compare myself against as I was training and getting ready and then ultimately testing. So I came up with these three rules. One. Do it with purpose. Two, suffer in silence. And three, set the standard. Now those are lofty. And I get that. And I get it. Um, They're hard to do. But those are things that I could compare what I was doing to. And, you know, I, I think I did it. So on testing day, uh, I was told to be there by 4 a.m. At the, at the dojo at 4 a.m. So when I got there and we were let in, for about half an hour or so, um, since they came out and said, we're going for a drive, go in this room. And so we went in the room and waited, and I'm guessing they just loaded everything up um, for us. So when he came back out, uh, we call, he called us out and he said, your car's around back. It's loaded with all your stuff. Get in it. Follow me. Don't get lost or your test is over. And uh, I knew I knew it was about to get epic. <laughs> but, you know, I felt down in my soul that no matter what came next, I would just do it. Whatever was required, I would just get it done. Not only do it, but do it happily. And at the same time, enjoy the process fully. Enjoy the pain, the discomfort, discomfort, the fatigue, anything that came. And I knew that if I followed my three rules of do it with purpose, suffer in silence, set the standard, that I would be able to be in the moment and enjoy it and remember it more so than that first test. You see those things, pain, discomfort, fatigue? That's what changes you. Those are the things that let you know you're getting it done after all. I had chosen to do this, and I would for damn sure be present and absorb every detail. That's what I meant by together. That I would give that of me to it 
and that he would create it and provide it. And it's that, <laughs> it's that dance that makes it so, so awesome. That first degree test was more about overcoming the things put in front of me. It was more about making it through and surviving and coming out the other side, forged a better person. But the second test, this need on, was about walking the path that was created and provided and being one with that process, no matter what was asked. Unlike that first degree, where I felt like I was just fighting myself through the process to survive, just to get to that next step and just get it done. During Nidon, I was completely aware of my surroundings. I could feel the present moment without any regard for what that next thing would be. This is what I wanted. This is what I trained for. And since I made that happen, he provided that challenge. He guided through it. How often do you get to really test your heart? How often do you get to Find out if you've got what it takes in an environment that ultimately is not really life or death, but it feels like it. And you get to really find out what you're made of. If you overcome that, it changes you. Now, I don't know if my performance during that test, technically, when it comes to the technical aspects of martial arts, was good or not. I just know that I was in the moment on every single part of it. I took it moment by moment without any regard for what was what was to come and what had just passed. I wasn't worried about what was coming in front of me and what just happened, I let go. I can truthfully say that. <laughs> I just I get I get giddy just thinking about it. The beautiful thing here, like I said, is this isn't something you can do by yourself. You need that relationship. In this case, sensei, student. This is unique. It's really unique. And it doesn't happen often. You have to work hard to make it happen. Kind of like, kind of like if you're a quarterback, you know, and you're driving your team down the field in those last two minutes and you scored a touchdown to win the Super Bowl. That's what it felt like. I assume I've never done that, but feel like I've come close. So phase one of this thing, um, once we, once we got there to the, to the dojo, you know, and we drove, we wound up driving for like three hours. We drove up to the mountains. We were probably about where I live is about three hours from the mountains. And we drove super early. We got there before the sun came up. (laughs) We drove straight, not stopping. Um, we got out right on right where we were in the Appalachian Mountains and um, Blue Ridge and had a pack presented to us, had about 20 pounds in it, 20 pound weight and some other gear. Some of that gear was a shovel. Um, now I use rucking, if you're familiar with go ruck or rucking, hiking with a pack, weighted pack as a training tool all the time. You know, I do six or seven mile rucks, uh, 
once a month. I've done a couple of 12 milers. Um, <laughs> nothing prepares you for a marathon length hike, which is what we did up and over a mountain. It was tough. Um, it was really tough. And the thing that made it tough was really all we were given was a, was a target, an assignment to get to a certain point, take pictures for proof and come back in a time period of eight hours. Um, and I knew we'd be, we'd be working the whole eight hours and, and we were, um, you know, the, the thing that was really tough was not exactly knowing. And, um, it was, it was on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And so every, so often there's an overlook where if you're driving, you can pull over and, and look over the mountains and stuff. And, one, and our objective was one of those overlooks and we didn't know really how far it was. And so every, after, after, you know, about five or six miles, um, you start to think that, Hey, the next one's gotta be it. And the overlooks just keep coming and keep coming and going. And every time we got to one that wasn't the actual target, a small part of us inside died. It it got mentally draining to continue on without knowing that distance, knowing that it was just one more, one more. And, you know, time started to get close to to the hack that I'd set where I knew we'd need to be turning back soon. Um... That first showdown test, one of the one of the phases, one of the assignments is that uh, the dojo floor. I don't know. It's like overall, the dojo floor where we train is two thousand square feet, maybe uh, pretty big. Um, there are mats on the floor, and they're like these puzzle mats, puzzle edges, and they kind of interlock, you know. And one of the one of the objectives, the assignments in that test, that first degree test is to pick them all up, clean the floor, and then put them back in a certain amount of time. And now that's really hard because it is literally like assembling a full size, you know, 200 piece puzzle. Um, it's back breaking. It's mind numbing. And it's scary because the time that you have to get it done in is quicker than you actually can really get it done in. second degree this hike started to feel like that i knew how much time it took us so far and i knew how much time we had left under the clock and those were starting to be the same (laughs) this hike was much more difficult than that shodan test and you know the top of that mountain was covered in snow and ice. It was hard to walk on. Um, I'm pretty sure we came across mountain lion tracks. Um, I didn't know that we had mountain lions up there, but I've talked to a couple of people and apparently there are. Um, and on top of that, I, I feel like I drove pretty hard on that hike. Um, I drove really hard. It was very tiring. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so as we as we came back, we finished it. We finished it another time. Eight hours, almost eight hours fully of hiking. Um, we were given an assignment to use the shovels that we had on our pack. Um, 
and we had to dig a hole <laughs> on the side of a mountain, um, which, yeah, you heard me. Uh, there was rocks, and I mean, it was literally a mountain, so we, we, we dug deep enough to hit that mountain. It needed to be five feet deep and probably three feet wide in, in circumference there, diameter circumference. Anyway, um, so it was pretty pretty intense hole. Um, the ground was soft-ish, but it had roots and rock that had to be chipped and dug up, and it took a lot of time. Completely fried my back. Um, but you know, I gave that everything I had. I knew it was, it was really only something I wanted to do one time. I didn't want to have to do this all night, and it was getting dark, and we had another four feet to dig. Um, all I could think about is how I didn't want to be doing that anymore because it got dark and it was raining and it was cold. This is January in the Appalachian Mountains. Now we dug that hole and the purpose was later told to us that we were going to bury a Zen Shotokai time capsule, which was really cool. And... I can assure you that anyone who comes behind us that has to redig that hole or find that time capsule is going to take them just as long. We took our time. We put those rocks back right. <laughs> I'm not going to lose any sleep over that, even if it's my own son testing soon. So there's more. But I won't really go into all of that night um, assignments and things. I'll pick back up here in the next day before sunrise. We're back up on that mountain. It was time for karate skills, technically showing what we could do. The next day, it was colder, and it was rainier, and it was windier. I don't know if that's possible, but it was. Um, now, I, I love cold weather. I love being out in it. I even love wet, cold weather. I'll go running in the wet, cold temperature. Um, but this was almost the end of me. It was so gross. I, the, my ghee was completely soaked. The secret with me is that once I get cold... It's over. I'm done. I don't want anything else to do. I just want to bundle up, try to get warm, and not die. But you know what? I just... I pressed on. Again, I have no idea if, if my karate was worth a shit. I left everything I had up there, though. I, I was going to have zero regrets about that test, about my effort. And I will continue to have zero regrets. I, I don't even I don't even need to be told whether I was good or bad. That's how I feel. I, I just I just know that my effort was good, so you know, it is what it is. The thing I'm most proud of, honestly, is that up until then and any testing I've done or any contests or anything, uh CrossFit comp I typically will leave a little bit in the tank for the next thing. 
right? Just because I know I'll have a full day and I'll leave a little bit. But this time, I didn't. From the beginning thing to the ending thing, I put in 100% of what I had. Each kick, each stance, each kata, everything. With zero regard for the very next thing. I would just find the energy. And if I gave out, then that's how it would be. I could say that with confidence and with pride and with zero worrying about being arrogant (laughs) by saying it because it's just how it was. It's what I believed. We were done there. Had used up about a third of the day. Now, remember, we were out there before sunrise. Um, and, and At this point, we, we buried. At when we were done with all of this, uh, towards the second third of the day, we, we buried that time capsule in the hole that we dug the night before and covered it up. And then we went to another... Uh, another sensei's, another school owner's um, house slash dojo, which is really cool. He has one outside of his house, um, Mr. McCall. And so he uh, is the is the one that normally brings the um, interesting uh, mental test portion. So uh, anytime I've walked on glass or, or, you know, been an arrow, broken an arrow with my throat um, broken bricks or boards or walked on fire those things it's with Mr. McCall and we had to drive I had to drive it was a couple of hours Um, you'd think I'd be falling asleep behind the wheel but oh no no factor it was like on I was awake ready to go uh, the whole way it was just exciting I knew that there would be more people there of like mind, and I would be around that energy, and I and I, I just knew I would feel it and be charged, charged up from it, and just getting the chance to speak to some of those people, um, some of my favorite, um, older, um, more experienced, you know, ninth and tenth degree level um, teachers. It's exciting, and I, and I knew, and I think I needed it at that point. Um, and so we spent some time there and after that we went to yet another um, one of my more favorite um, ninth, I think he's ninth degree ninth or tenth degree um, sensei is Mr. Daniels um, it was another couple of hours drive to his house and it was start. It was starting to wear on me. It was getting late, and but you know, at that point, I would have driven four hours to see him. I really wanted to see him during the test. He was there for my first degree, and, and he's been there with me in one shape or form <laughs> throughout most things. Um, and I think of him a lot, and I really can't tell you why. But I just, I just have a lot of affinity for this man, and. Um, it was just a it was a great experience um, spending time with him. So fast forwarding a bit to the very next day um, when it started to get interesting, we we were given some tasks. Uh, one of them was to write um, our fears or regrets 
on the side of a like, like a 70, 70 pound um, water container. And I wrote basically that I was afraid of losing time. That one of my fears that drives me is that I'm focused on making sure I'm living the life I'm meant to live and that I'm fulfilling my mission as a person on this planet. And that is something that I've struggled with figuring out what it is. And, and I really think I'm getting close to um, aligning what I think it is with what I'm doing. And I, I think that most people who reach, you know, 45 or so begin to feel similar. Um, but it's just, it's where my heart is and writing it out and thinking through it. And we had a, a different little piece called the talking stick ceremony, which was, um, picked up from another, um, experienced sensei, um, Hanshi, uh, Jerry Pennington. And I'd said as much, and I heard I heard similar from some of the other black belts that were traveling with us during this test. Um, and it felt really good to to speak of those things into the universe, things that you rarely give words to, you know, things where the thoughts are there constantly, um, but not really giving them voice never lets it get out of your heart. This portion of the test really going inward, beginning to slow down, not be so physical anymore, but be more um, introspective and and spiritually fulfilling personally. Um, It it moved me and began to change me. I I still, you know, I'm still thinking of those things. And um, I think I always will now in a different way. So... We continued through this testing process, and at this point, um, I was presented with a final challenge. There's, there's no real other word to describe it. Um, we were going to stand under a mountain waterfall in January, and if it wasn't below 30, it was right at 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I think the only reason the waterfall wasn't frozen is because it was moving and you know moving water doesn't freeze easily. So Sensei read us a bit about these Japanese monks, Yamabushi, and how they train under the waterfall and it was very clear that we were going to be getting under that waterfall. Now don't misunderstand me. I didn't want to do it. But once once I understood once it was clear to me that we were going to do it, I was all in. I didn't second guess. I was ready to go. I've never felt the world around me close in and shrink as much as in that moment when we were standing under the water. Focused just on that moment. No room for outside thoughts or feelings. Just breath. Just those immediately around me. My world got small. But as small as my world was, almost everything came into focus. What was important in life, what the mission was. I'm going to do that again. I've already decided where. It was epic. 
epic ending to an epic weekend, basically at that part point. You know, life, martial arts, converged. And it couldn't have meant more to me in that moment than it ever will. (laughs) I'll forever carry that particular part, the waterfall, with me forever. We made our way back to the dojo, back home. We were there later towards the end of that third day. And one of the final parts to test weekend is you're left alone for a while with your thoughts as you prepare yourself before the end there, before you sit with Sensei and and he tells you the results of your testing weekend. You know, a black belt test is pass or fail. There's There's no gray. There's no B, C's, and D's. There's A's or F's. And as he called me out of that back room, back to the main floor of the dojo where he was, where he had everything set up, <laughs> he, he had set it all up just right. He had my family there, and he had my friends, and he had my student students there, those that could come, and other people that had been there through that journey the past year. And, uh, man, it was, it was a, it was an interesting moment. I'm sort of like getting a little fluttery here, just thinking back about it. It was just pure happiness, you know, I had not really involved many people in my life in the journey part for Shodan, only a small, like two, three people. I kept that whole Shodan process internal. I mean, I spoke with a lot of people about it, but really involving people, very little. Even with my wife, I've, I shared very little of the day-to-day there. I mean, that's not not contradicting this time. I wasn't extremely open, wasn't completely sharing, but I did make sure to spend time with you know loved ones and friends. Just involve them in some way. You know, now I didn't do it 100% for them. It was a little selfish. Um, I, just so they would understand my motivations and a little bit better. But I think it helped them too. I, I think it helped them feel a little more included, helped them see the process, and it helped them feel invested in, in what I was doing. Because what I was doing was for me. Honestly, at the end of the day, it was my path. Love and trust are is a two-way street, and if you don't let anyone in, then they won't ask you or care or give a rat's ass to be in when you need them to be there. That is definitely a two-way street. And and I had written a paper, one of the assignments, late at night when I should have been sleeping, obviously, we were given an assignment, which was a writing assignment. I had to write three pages on um, some things. And since I read that paper out loud at the end there, and, um, you know, even though I'd written it myself, I have to admit that it really only took me about 15 minutes. It just flowed. I was exhausted. I was in the moment. I was invested. But when I wrote it, I just wrote it. I didn't reread it. I just got it out of my mind and my heart. 
and I fell asleep as quick as I could. As much as I could. It wasn't much. Trust me. Now that paper's not going to win any awards. But I think it's one of the truest things I've ever written or spoken to another human. So most of this is for my own memory. I just wanted to go through it so that I could listen later, you know. But also maybe share it with you and see what you think of the current journey you're on and what you can extract from it. Because I think ultimately, if we're going to grow and learn, you have to reflect. So I'm hope, I hope you're on the warrior path and I hope you spend time reflecting. And if there's anything I can do to help you, I'm just right here. Reach out. And until next time, get after it.